This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good afternoon and welcome to Cottage Talk. This is Emilio Dinello, and today we have another episode of Cottage Talk in the community with our special guest, Fulham legend, Paul Pesquisolido. Paul will be discussing today the excellent work he's doing to support the uh, Fulham Foundation with the 140 mile two day cycle run, which starts tomorrow, Friday the 19th and ends on Saturday the 20th at the Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth. So without further ado, let me introduce our special guest here to the show. Paul, welcome to Cottage Talk. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, well, it's great to have you on the show. It's, uh, it's you know, it was excellent listening to you at, on the pitch at Craver College last Saturday. You brought some good luck to us with a 2 with a 0 win last weekend. And it's, you know, obviously, you know, we've done a number of recordings this season on the Fuller Foundation of Cottage Talk. And I'm looking forward to talking with you today about the two day cycle challenge, which is in its second year, how you got involved and what fans ultimately can do to show their support to this excellent cause by donating today. So, um, so thanks for coming on the show, Paul. Thank you. And so, so before we discuss the Away Day Cycle Challenge from Craven College to Bournemouth, can we just reflect a little moment on your time at Fulham? It seems so long ago now, you know, I've, I've been a supporter now for nearly 40 years. And I remember you joining the time in 1997, at the time when Mohamed Fayed you know, had aspirations to get Fulham back to the Premier League and become the Manchester United of the South. Recount That's exactly how it. How you, you know, what happened from the moment that you signed and what, what, what sort of, you know, what sort of your cherished moments at the club, you know, all those years Of course. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the time I was at West Brom, um, who were in the championship, so the old, uh, the old first division. Um, and we were flying high in the table, and I had started the season particularly well. I think I scored a, a six goals in my first few games, at, at first five games at, uh, at West Brom. And um, there was a lot of news about Mohamed Fayed taking over at Fulham and um, turning this football club into a, a Premier League, um, a Premier League football club. And it seemed like um, an impossibility at the time, but um, I remember West Brom calling me into the uh, into the offices and. The chairman there said to me that Kevin Keegan had made contact. 
he had put in a 1.1 million pound bid for me and they had accepted it because they thought the offer was, um, you know, at that time, 1.1 million was, was actually quite a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and they suggested that I go down and, and, and speak to Kevin. I was um, not apprehensive, but when you're sitting second in the table in the championship and a club from the lower division comes in for you with that kind of money, you're kind of thinking, oh, hang on a minute here. But mm-hmm. we had all heard about what he was trying to achieve at, at Fulham at the time, um, Mom Fayed and, uh, and Kevin. So I went down, had a meeting. They wine and dine me at the Ritz Hotel in London. <laughs> Kevin and uh, Neil Rodwell, I think, was there at the time, and, and uh, Ray Wilkins. They told me about this dream and how, what part I had to play in this dream of getting to the Premier League in five years. Um, offered me a fantastic deal, and I just couldn't turn it down. It seemed a really exciting project. And sometimes, you, they, you know, they kind of said, sometimes you got to take a step back to make two forward. And uh, I took the opportunity. and. And I didn't regret it. It was fantastic. It really was. And um, everything that was promised was promised and and, uh, and delivered. And that's it. Even for myself as a fan, you know, it was, you know, had Mohammed Fayed who, you know, we were all in, living in dreamland when we thought, you know, we we're, were in the fourth tier. We got up to the third tier. There's, you know, a cash injection by the owner. And he had all these aspirations and, you know, and you know, many of us couldn't believe it if it was ever going to be realised, but we steadily made pro. We, we stormed the, the, the you know the third tier at the time. We also won the the equivalent of the championship, and we just we had this recognition around a kind of this small club, Fulham Football Club, was it back in the big time, and you know all of you, all of all the former players that were purchased, all made a massive contribution to achieving that goal. And you know, we initially we never thought it could be real, but like you said, you used the word project because it was a project. It was you know, four years there. It was. He actually outdid his project because he said five years and it was actually done in four. <laughs> so uh, fair play to him. But, you know, bringing in, in Ray Wilkins, who was mm. brilliant, uh, Kevin Keegan, um, obviously he was very good at galvanizing and being able to attract mm. top players because really in that division, it's not easy to be bringing players from Premier League or from League One, you know, two leagues above or one league above to come down. So it, it, it also takes someone of his stature to do that. And, and, it, and it worked. It worked. And he galvanized the boys. We had a wonderful squad there. You know, mm-hmm. you're going back to your Steve Finnans and Chris Coleman, Kit Simons. Names are endless. You know, Peter Beardsley's of this world. Yeah. Um, Philip Albert. You know, the names were endless. And it was brilliant because, you know, in terms of London, it's a beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably the first time footballers felt like celebrities you know we were having <laughs> whether it was michael jackson down at the football club that we were meeting or we were getting gold cards at harrods and 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 you know the red card treat and every time we went into harrods so it was really like feeling like a superstar and they really made us um, feel welcome and credit to mohammed al-fayed he was brilliant with each player and and their families you know he was a, he was a great chairman and did a lot for the football club and uh, for that i'm grateful i'm really grateful to be a part of that because it was really exciting times Absolutely, and obviously all our all fans around the around the country and around the world were truly grateful for our previous owner, even to our current owners as well, who've invested significant amounts of funds into into the club. So thanks for sharing those memories, Paul. And and finally, one thing, question at the time before, obviously I was at Anfield back in October 1998 with that your wonder goal there, and was that your best ever goal? Is that your you know how would you reflect? It really that? was. I, I I think without a shadow in terms of. Um, 
the actual finish, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a long way out. It was off my left peg. It was against Liverpool. It was front of the cop. It was um, so it was, it was very special. In fairness, I scored a, probably an identical goal the week after, just to prove it wasn't fluky yeah. to some of the lads against. I think it was Colchester or something like that, and that didn't make as many headlines. But it was a carbon copy. But the one at Anfield was very very special. You know, I scored most of my goals were in and around the, the box, and mm. that was a special one. Yeah, and no, I recall at the time that was an equaliser at Anfield. We had no pressure, team from the lower division playing against a world class team, and all the pressure was on Liverpool that day. We had nothing to, nothing to worry about. We were just going there, play with pride, play with you know with confidence, and you know on another day we could have got a result, we could have got a replay from that game. But you know, all credit to the team for playing together, like you said, and it felt like a good unified team, good set of players, no disruption, no no backroom problems. You're absolutely good, right. Good camaraderie. You're absolutely right. And and amongst the supporters, you know, there was a good camaraderie amongst the supporters and the players. Back then, you know, we had a lot of interaction between them. And I think we brought 9,000 up that day or something crazy. Crazy. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it was um, it was like one big family, everybody in it together. And that's what you need for success. And it was great. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you very much for Paul for sharing all those wonderful full of memories and the tribute to Mohamed Fayed and his management team. Um, we move on now to the cycle route, which starts tomorrow. Tell, tell myself and the listeners a little bit more around how you got involved with the Fulham Foundation, sort of what spurred you on to help to volunteer in this, in this wonderful cause. You, you could just get your views on this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm living in London now. But I've noticed there's a huge uh, homeless crisis uh, in the city. And uh, I decided in the mornings, uh, to volunteer at a, at a at a shelter. It's called West London Mission in London. Um, and I'd been volunteering there um, initially was to do some football with them, um, which we do on a fortnightly basis, take them to the park. We have a little five-a-side, a little bit of football training. And that's been very successful. And now I'm kind of involved in every aspect of it. I'm in the kitchen helping breakfast, organizing their showers and, and some of their posts. It's a great, great charity and uh, really thankful to be a part of it and I just rang up my old club Fulham who were down the road and asked if they would be able to somehow help me raise money or or, or even organize some football kits for the for some of the clients the homeless people so when they train they don't have to wear their own clothes um and through that they mentioned that they you know through their their own um foundation that they were organizing a cycle and they'd love me to be able to fundraise and half the money to go to the foundation and half the money to go to my West London mission. And, um, you know, together we're all working together to uh, try and make it, raise as much money as we possibly can for both wonderful uh, charities. Absolutely. And I, you know, on that point, I, a couple of years ago as well, I, I do some local volunteering work with a local charity and similarly the Fulham Foundation, you know, and the club donated some t-shirts and prizes for some of the children's, um, five-a-side football game that was played a couple of years ago. So we had a little mini competition for local schools and underprivileged children, shall we say. And, and the club did play its part to, uh, to, to support these local channels, which is, a, which, which is wonderful to see. You know, that's why I, I was fascinated yeah. by myself getting more involved with the Fulham Foundation. I, I try to help where I can and, and get involved as best I can as well. And I get, a, I get like a buzz where, where I can try to help people who may be less... You're absolutely right. 
that's gotten the same. You get a huge buzz from it. And, uh, as much as I can help it, they do great work at the Fulham Foundation. So, um, you know, I was pleased to, to be able to be a part of this and uh, hopefully we'll have a relationship between us in the future where we can help each other out as much as possible because both, uh, both charities do a great, fantastic, fantastic job. Fantastic, great, and that's good news. And yeah, let, you know, I'm, you know, let's we can work together as well, Paul, and going forward and see what I can do on my part, what the show can do to start promoting, the, you know, the chat, your charity, and trying to get more exposure, more coverage, because it's, there's, you know, we all complain in life, but believe you me, there's a lot more worse people out there than better off people. So I think we should, we should. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Every bit, every bit counts. And if they can, you know, if they can help out and they can help us raise money for this cycle, then, you know, please, I, they can go on my Twitter, which is Paul underscore Pesh. Um, uh, I've got all the, the fundraising, go fundraising pages and all that. So I'm easy to find and it'd be great if people could click on and donate as much as they possibly can because it's, it's going to a great cause. Absolutely. Okay. That's great news. And, can you tell us more about this cycle ride specifically? It's 140 miles long. Sort of how how fit and ready are you as well, man? Well, I, you know what? I, I look after myself. I mean, you know, on a regular basis, go to the gym and that. And I did do um, a prostate charity cycle a couple of years back with the FA, uh, the Football League, rather, and um, I enjoyed that. But I've not really done much in terms of cycling for the past year, so I don't know how I'm going to fare up to it. But Listen, it's um, it's you know it's a bit of team bonding. There's 50 of us. We're gonna have to be reminiscent about the good times. Um, you have plenty of support. It'll be like being part of a team again. We'll all support each other and we'll get through it. And it's meant to be a beautiful weekend, nice and sunny, and um, we'll make our way down and watch Fulham beat Bournemouth on a Saturday. That will be nice as well. And what time does the ride actually kick off from Craven Cottage? What's the anticipation? Well, we're we're due to be there at eight a.m. in the morning. A um, little preview, a little briefing, a little security um, briefing, and I think we set out at about eight eight thirty in the morning. Okay, and you said it's uh, it's one hundred and forty miles long. Um, the weather is expected to be very warm, warmer here than in in some parts of the Mediterranean. So, good luck to really okay, including yourself who are cycling and you know, playing a massive part and giving up their their next couple of days for a worthwhile cause. So. Anything else? Any other any concerns that you have? Other fitness you've talked about, Paul? Any other challenges? Any any anything you need our fans to be, to to help with over the next couple of days? Other than the donation? Not all all we all we need from them is is you know as much as they can support help um, with donations as much as they possibly can because like I said, uh, the Fulham Foundation does a wonderful job in the community. It does so much for young kids and and for those less fortunate. And the West London Mission, if someone wants to have a look at it online to see the work they actually do for homelessness, it's fantastic. I can I can uh, vouch for it um, firsthand because I'm there two or three mornings a week. So you know, have a look online and do as much as you can to uh, to help fundraise, please. So there you go, fat, you know, listeners around the world. Paul's listen to Paul's wise words. You know, every penny helps here. So you know, what we'll do after the show is we'll obviously Paul will send links from your, you know, for your charity. We'll see, there's a Just Giving site as well. We'll share that on the Cottage Talk social media. Perfect. From what I can see now, I'm actually there online at the moment and can see that we've there's a target of fifteen thousand pounds, which has already been smashed. We've currently raised nineteen thousand seven hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Well, let's get over that 20 grand mark, eh? Exactly. And I can see there's some amazing amounts of money raised by some fundraisers. I've got Paul Baker, Sam Gibson, Philip Barden and Nathan Crosby, all 
over you know over a thousand well over a thousand pounds each they've raised so thank you everybody we, we do want more like you said so please do everything you can to support this amazing cause listeners and and every penny helps and even if even if every listener to this podcast could donate one pound that's going to be a massive uh, massive contribution to the charity so i urge all our listeners get behind this fantastic cause and please donate every penny helps fantastic well well, well said mate well said couldn't agree more so you know i appreciate you coming coming on the show to uh, to talk about your time at fulham and also about this amazing cycle ride over the next couple of days um hopefully we can get another victory away to bournemouth on saturday any predictions for the game i'm gonna go for two nil fulham two nil fulham i think they're on a roll yeah <laughs> Hope you're right. Love, love to see an away win this season. So hopefully we can bring the you know, fans can bring some good luck on Saturday. So um, cycle ride. We've smashed the charity, you know, the, the target amounts and a victory for Fulham. What more could you want over Easter? So, uh, so lovely. perfect weekend. Lovely and the weather's well, we've got excellent weather as well. So we're, we're very blessed. We're very blessed this weekend. So, um, so thanks, Paul. Once again, thanks for joining the show. Pleasure. We'll have you back on here in, in the near future. Hopefully, we may be able to reflect on how how the how the cycle run went in the next couple of weeks or so, and uh, hopefully, we'll speak to you again soon. So, thanks for joining. I'd love to do that. That would be great. And again, thanks uh, very much for for publicising this. And uh, again, please donate. Absolutely, you hear that, fans? Listen to your Fulham legend and donate every penny you can, please. Thank you very much. So, let me end the recording today. This is Emilio Dudello. Um, Cottage Talk and we've just concluded an episode of Cottage Talk in the community with our special guest Fulham legend Paul Pellistoli thank you very much the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year beyond the pitch beyond the results we're here to connect fans getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans we're a team with two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.